for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Every Saturday morning, this is hour number four of our weekly live broadcast. Hour number one, Arizona People, Places, and Things. We talked to a gentleman that runs the trail system today. Great conversation about rails to trails. If you're looking for a hiking uh, destination, they repurpose train tracks, abandoned train tracks to to hiking trails. And what's great about that is if you notice, trains aren't on a big incline. They're never on a big grade. That's <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Eight o'clock hours, our outdoor living hour. It's the fourth Saturday of the month. So we had urban farmer Greg in with us, and he had special guest Kari Spencer. Nine o'clock, open line hour, and it was topic related. We brought in Dr. Mike Manning. Dr. Manning to talk about indoor air quality and uh, our open line hour. And our 10 o'clock hour, we focused specifically on something that has to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. And our topics in our 30th anniversary all revolve around our first print of our home maintenance calendar as part of our Thank You for 30 uh, campaign that we're doing celebrating Rosie's 30th anniversary broadcasting. April is our outdoor living month for obvious reasons here in the great state of Arizona. I don't care if you're in Flagstaff or Phoenix. How great is it outside right Mm -hmm. now? Absolutely. Di- obviously, different environments. You're talking about the Palo Verde showers down here, Palo Verde blossom showers in the desert. But oh, imagine and what the, those pines smell the, like yeah, this morning. Well, the pine pollen. Oh. You, know, you got the yellow pine pollen up at Flag. You got the, the junipers, Palo Verde. Yeah, alligator oh. junipers around Sedona, Manzanita. Oh, just the sights and smells of Arizona this time of year are wonderful. And we've brought Mark Gabardin of Sunburst Landscape and Easy Turf to talk about our outdoor living spaces and creating those environments. Uh, Our article this week was on seven things to know about patio furniture because, man, why wouldn't you want to be comfortable when you sit outside? It's it's, it's not like those old uh, resort-type chairs that have those strap bands on them that conform to your body after you sit there (laughs) and you stand up. you got lines all down. You're skinny after about 10 minutes, you're uncomfortable and can never get comfortable again in them. Yeah, or if you're a bigger guy like myself, you can't quite get out of them <laughs> or they don't last very long. You got to do the roll off. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yep, absolutely. Well, outdoor furniture has come a long way. Like you say, Romy, this is wrapping up a whole month where we've talked outdoor living is in the way of misting systems, evap cooling systems. I love the Phoenix Manufacturing's new roll around evap coolers. They let you stow patio ice, ice chests in the top with cold drinks, and the <laughs> cold water drips down, even adding more cooling power to the evaporative modular oh, I, I unit on the back patio. I repacked our rodeo rig so we could take the patio pal with us oh. on the trail. Oh, nice. absolutely. Nice. Get the horses cool, put it, let it blow underneath our little pop-up ice we, chest right there. We talked about shade trellises and all the different products and materials that's available with with our tom booth a booth built and so now we're bringing in mark in here talking about uh, i mean y'all just helped us transform a backyard moon valley that was a great project that was a great project that's something that uh you guys helped bring to the table for us where she had some additional needs for structural stuff in the home some remodeling needs inside the home and then the backyard definitely had some challenges that needed to be taken care of romy this young couple and and her parents probably the smartest people on the planet they were looking 
to upgrade their housing. And they were financially responsible enough for when the downturn hit. They found a house elevated with a gorgeous view on the hillside in Moon Valley that they bought for about 41 cents on the dollar <laughs> from its <laughs> peak value. And you know what? You're and, seeing that a lot right now. And they Sunny just slope, and they just rode that thing right back to the top mm-hmm. and lived in it pretty much the way it was for a, a few years, let the equity come back into the property, and then uh, decided to give us a call, longtime listeners of the show, and said, let's uh, get the Pella window package put in. Let's infill the sunken living room. Let's, they needed a bigger shade patio on the backyard to enjoy the backyard. And then they had some structural problems on the retaining wall in the backyard. And that's where we brought Mark and Felipe. Felipe did it. That, that is, he is a great guy. I tell you what, Felipe has been with my uncle for over 35 years. This guy. I would take 100 Felipe. Man, he came on at the age of 16 and worked summers and then developed into a full-time guy. And he is He's he's the best in the market, hands down. I mean, he's he's done Cardinal Stadium. He managed the the Diamondback Stadium project, Maricopa County Courthouse, Sky Harbor Airports here recently. And what's cool is when and we, Jackie's backyard and Jackie's backyard. <laughs> and that's what's neat is he has that ability to go back and forth. So when we have projects that need certain care and attention, you know, for safety reasons with like retention walls and what have you. Um, he's pretty phenomenal. He's pretty amazing. Well, using that backyard as an example, you stepped out into a west-facing backyard that had just a little bitty tiny shade structure on it, so we had to blow that out and give us some shade room, and then y'all took the levels of the backyard and created some creative spaces. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, again, being an older home, it's interesting because you're seeing that a lot right now. It used to be to where as contractors, you kind of advertise where the new buildings were going in, stuff like that. But that trend has changed. Just like with Jackie, people got really smart and are investing in these older homes and older areas, like a sunny slope. Shout out to the Vikings, my alma mater. But areas like that. Nobody's where, perfect. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, where people are buying these homes like Jackie and they're investing in it and they're remodeling it and they're becoming amazing pieces like in Jackie's situation. Older backyard, older pool, where we had to go in and do a lot of demolition. But she had some layers to the property where we were able to create uh, different levels with retention walls. And there's such great products out there. And it's companies. a family. There were kids and there were pets. You had yeah. to accommodate everything. Yeah, th- uh, two or three real big dogs, uh, kids. Um, they ended up going with uh, Easy Turf Artificial Grass, which is a product we represent. Now, what, what were their thought processes there as a family, real or artificial, real or artificial? You know, that's a great question because that's what people are investigating right now. And now the artificial turf market has become, I want to do it, so how do I determine what's best for me and which products or what have you? So um, in their situation, having the dogs was the critical piece because you do have to find something that's pet-friendly and very, very few products out there are pet friendly when it comes to artificial turf. That's just the way it is. And it, like, like the pets just don't like the aroma of them, or they don't. Drainage is the big key. Is it? Yep. Drainage is the big key, and how you can alleviate the urine out of the system. Otherwise, it sits and gets baked into the system, and it becomes something you wish you never invested in. Ooh. So there's a lot of homework that needs to be done Ooh, there. Ooh, nasty. Yeah. And on the easy turf end, that's where we become famous. We're represented by Caesar Milan. 
um, as a result of what we've developed. And there's some things there that can be researched and asked when you guys get time and call the office. Uh, but in their situation, kids, sanitation's a big deal. Um, I used to be a high school athletic director, did a ton of research on artificial grass, thinking about transferring our athletic, athletic facilities over. The number one reason as an administration we said no was because of sanitation, blood, sweat, tears, soda, beer, wine, anything that gets spilt on it. Your high school uh, field had beer and wine on it? Yeah, fundraisers. <laughs> fundraisers. Not good for a Christian school, by the way. Hey, hey, how about, <laughs> hey, if you really want to go, if you really want to go there, I, I kind of helped a little bit with the Horizon football team. And how about twice a day's? What's, mm-hmm. the, what's the other thing that's going out on the field during the first two weeks of twice-a-day summer practice? Bands are out there. You got throw up. Throw up. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Lots of throw up. Yep. Bands make you throw up? No, it's oh, a twice-a-day. Okay. It's a twice-a-day. <laughs> no, you're right. But, I mean, all that goes into your backyard. Your kids are going to be playing on it. Your dogs are going to be out there doing their business on it. So sanitation, drainage, your ability to have success with pets and kids and artificial turf becomes critical. And there's a lot of research to be done there because we've become the number three market in the country for artificial grass behind Vegas and Southern California. And Texas and is right on their heels. Water driven. Yep, it's water driven, maintenance driven. Um, in our situation, all the reseeding and maintenance and stuff like that that goes into it. So when it comes to deciding to invest in artificial grass, does it make sense for your family? Um, what are you going to be using it for? And as you investigate that, our artificial turf is not built the same. And especially when you live in a dry desert heat landscape like we do, where most of the research in artificial grass is done in areas where it's high humidity, stuff along those lines, you got to do homework on heat factor. The reality is all turf is made out of plastic. We know what our son does to plastic. That's right. So if you want to go cheap, you're going to get cheap. And we know what the, uh, the son does to cheap plastic. So as you investigate those things with artificial turf, you got to understand there's a lot of options out there, and you got to do a bunch of homework so you don't end up in a situation that you regret financially. So, so sanitation-wise, do you just power wash the turf, or do you leave the sprinkler systems in? What, yeah. what do you do? Yeah, there's options. Like uh, working on a design right now for a gentleman out in Gilbert where he's doing about 2,000 square feet um, behind an, uh, a garage guest house area specifically for his um, 150 pound bloodhounds and so <laughs> that's a big blood yeah in his situation we have the ability to install irrigation systems that you can operate from your phone so we're going to install a perimeter irrigation system for him that he can just flip on with his phone rinse it down flip it off when he's done or what have you or if he's on vacation he wants to do the maintenance on his backyard he can turn it on with his phone and turn it off so there's some situations where you can put irrigation systems in we recommend personally you don't leave irrigation system in unless you can make it perimeter. Because if your heads are interior, it's very difficult to locate those leaks when they happen. And now you're back to the water issue when you can't identify it for a year. And we had that happen to where we recommended not. They did it. There was a leak that went on for a year. They couldn't figure out why their water bill was so high until a maintenance guy stepped in that area and went about ankle deep. <laughs> but if it's perimeter, it's easy to identify and it's easy to fix. You don't have to rip up the whole roll of turf to artificial turf. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the maintenance aspect of it, again, drainage system is key. Not everybody has the same drainage systems. So you got to investigate that. You got to investigate the details behind it. Because just like anybody, any kind of a used car salesman that wants to come and sell turf, 
they can talk their drainage system any way they want, but you got to do the homework and you got to find out the details behind the details to really understand what you're getting. Join the conversation at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. And let's talk about enjoying this beautiful Arizona weather. With the desert sun blazing year-round, your home needs to have fortress-level protection against intense sun rays and oppressive heat. Hey, y'all, Rosie here. Fortunately, Pella Impervia fiberglass windows and doors are built to withstand the southwest climate and stay looking great for years. And it gets better. These energy-efficient Pella products can help keep your home more comfortable. So when you leave the sauna outside, you're greeted with a rejuvenating burst of cool air inside. The team from your local Pella Window and Doors of Scottsdale or Tucson can finish your installation project in as little as a day. You're just a short call away from a cooler, better looking, more energy efficient home. Visit the showroom in Scottsdale or call 877-987-3552 to lock in your Pella savings now. That's 877-987-3552. Call Pella now. Talking outdoor living spaces. You know, for someone like me, radio is obviously a very sound-controlled indoor industry. <laughs> and I don't get to spend my work day outside like I enjoy. So when I get home, it's all about how long can I stay outside until it's time to go in to eat. Or, or we even enjoy eating on the patio this so time So you're trying to year. tell me the rodeo is not a sound-controlled atmosphere? <laughs> <laughs> no. Radio. And so it's all about how much time can I possibly spend outside. And we are in the uh, month of outdoor living, talking with Sunburst Landscaping and Easy Turf. You were talking about the pros and cons of artificial turf versus uh, grass. Well, there's nothing to say it has to be one or the other. There's applications. Both right. can complement the same property. You have large shade trees that your Bermuda grass just doesn't grow under. That's a perfect application for an artificial turf skirt. Put a border on it up to your natural lawn. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And And when it comes to those applications, there's definitely situations like where people just really love real grass. You know, I was a person who really loved real grass, um, and I had a tough time transferring over till I finally did. But there are applications where you can do both. We did a great project out in Surprise for a gentleman uh, along with uh, Tom Booth at Booth Built, um, where they did the pergolas on the property, and we've developed a phenomenal relationship with them to where they're a good, solid, faith-based company that does incredible work, a um, lot of integrity. But we've done a lot of projects with them, but this one specifically was just that, where they did a pergola that attached to the house, provided some shade leading out to just about the edge of the pool. And we did a, basically a turf wraparound around the pool because now you're not having to deal with grass in there. When you mow, grass getting in the pool and all the uh, irritations that come along with you know, that. We used to have to have a bucket at Dad's house, I remember, a big old tubware tub full of water. You would have to step in to clean your yep. feet because between running between the trampoline and the pool on the lawn, yeah, all the grass clippings that your feet pick up and you jump in, well, you got to dip your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or back in the day, you had to build the 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 decking so wide that the pool water wouldn't get out on the grass because it would kill it and stuff along those lines. 
So now you have opportunities where people are actually designing pools with no decking, taking the turf right up to it. But then you have spaces out further in the yard where you're doing 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 square foot of real grass. So the kids have a soccer field to play on. And, uh, you know, and that eliminates some of the negatives of artificial grass during the summer with heat factors, stuff along those lines. But there's definitely applications where it makes sense to do both. Artificial or natural lawn. And when we're talking about investment and paying what you get for, I mean, the price ranges in these two, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to look and see the, Dramatic, the, the right obvious <laughs> reason why one's more than the other. But yep. what's our price square foot for proper drainage install on a property we can get access to if you went to the home show this weekend this is one of the smaller slower shows when you go to the big busy shows october january when people are starting to think about tax money you'll see 45 booths with artificial turf in it <laughs> and it's unreal i think the last big show our marketing director uh, jenny um happens to be my wife lucky for me um she uh she went around and she counted and there was 40 plus booths with artificial turf in it. <laughs> and there was price ranges from 450 a square foot installed with demo to 10 to 11 to $12 a square foot, not including demo. Wow. So that's where people really got to do their homework. So again, what I tell people is think logically, use common sense. All turf is real pretty plastic. That's all it is. So every, every one of your <laughs> sales pitches starts with that challenge. I do think logically. I do. I rationally. I challenge them. I challenge them because so many people will get told a story and just take it verbatim and not do their homework. So I tell them, I said, do your homework. And if you think about it, if all turf is real pretty plastic, if you go to the 99 cent store to buy your kid a toy, turns pink, cracks, falls apart in two days in the July sun. If you go to Toys R Us, buy them a $150 toy, it's still going to fade. Still going to crack, still going to fall apart, but it might take six months for that to happen. So turf's the same way. And if you think about it, if you can install turf for cheap, the only way you can do that is if you can make it for cheap. And the only way you're making it for cheap is if you're using a cheaper plastic resource, a cheaper polymer to make it out of. So now if you live in a cooler climate, Seattle, Colorado, irrelevant. You can go with a cheaper nylon type of product where it's not going to get beat down by the sun like we do. But when you live in Arizona... New Mexico, Texas, or the Middle East, where we've got a bunch of turf in, in the ground over there, that now becomes a big deal because if you go with a cheaper plastic, prepare to reinvest over and over again. The simple way to put it, if you want to put it to everyday life, when I go shopping for work pants, for my estimating what have you, if I go to Target, I buy a $30 pair of pants, I found myself buying a $30 pair of pants four to five times a year. So then I go buy a $100 pair of Under Armour pants, and I've had the same pants that look great and have lasted now for six years. <laughs> still don't need to be replaced, still not ripped. So the point is, is cheap is expensive. And if you want to go that route, there's options out there for you, but you don't live in Colorado. You live in Phoenix. I'm a big uh, proponent for it in people that have multiple residents in your front yard if you're a snowbird and you leave. You know, anything you can do to reduce maintenance or show the front of your home isn't vacant because your lawn is dead or hasn't been mowed in, you know, a couple weeks. And you're not paying for somebody to do it when you're not living there for four months. Exactly. Great, great application for the front yard.
easy rolling your way through a Saturday morning with Rosie on the house. Thank you for tuning in. Here with Mark Gabbard, residential manager for Sunburst Landscaping. We've talked our way through kind of the pros and cons of artificial turf and real turf. Y'all do both. Now, we've talked primarily about the advantages of the Easy Turf product. Why, why wouldn't someone want to go that way? Why would they want to stay with the natural grass? We've a lot of folks, obviously, the majority of our clientele here is now people that aren't from Arizona. So we get a lot of people that just really love real grass. Can't you know, fathom the fake stuff. Like a yeah. first time grandpa went to an artificial Christmas tree. Yeah, couldn't no, fathom absolutely. It. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine. Like for me, I'm a real Christmas tree guy. You know, so the concept of an artificial tree just isn't going to happen. You know, so even for me, when I first came back, I was selling this stuff and I had a real grass lawn because I loved it. I coached baseball for a living. I maintained a field for a living. I liked it until I started seeing my water bill until I was mowing at seven o'clock at night during the summer instead of spending time with my son. And as I was reseeding, doing all these different things, or I'd go out of town for two weeks and come back and it was a mess. And then once I went artificial, I just tell people now, as long as I live in Arizona, I will never have real grass again. If I ever moved away, I would go back to real grass. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, let's go to our blog where we talk a lot more about other things, particularly about other opportunities for creating great backyard experiences. Let's talk about some of the other things y'all are doing right now. Yeah, we're uh, right now, as far as, the, as your living space goes, a couple things that tend to happen, especially as you're moving into new homes and the building boom is kind of hit again to where you're getting a lot of new homes going in. It's typically the last thing that gets done um, when you buy a new property which is interesting because you're obviously going to spend time getting the inside the way you want it. But then what happens is all the shades stay closed. You never go in your backyard for anything. And you now have half of your property that you've invested in that you're completely not using. And that makes sense because you want to get your budget to where it's right, to where you can afford it. But when that time comes to be able to transfer your inside to the outside, you really want to get focused and have a plan and an idea of what you want. You don't have to know exactly how it's going to happen or exactly what you want, but you want to have an idea. Do you want pergolas? Do you want shade space? Um, if you want shade space, how do you want to accomplish that? Some people are going with the wind cells now. Some people are going with pergolas or patios. Some people just want big shade trees. So what you're looking for, you want to have an idea with that. So again, if you're looking for pergolas, if you're looking, you really want to know what you want to do with your backyard and why. What's the functionality of it? Is it going to be an entertainment space to where you're going to have people over? Um, we just finished a great install in Tempe uh, for a gentleman with his former career. He does a lot of fundraisers. So at his home, a historical home, he wanted to create a space where he can have people over to entertain in this courtyard. So he had a purpose behind what he wanted, and he's able to convey that. We are able to design and install something that made sense for that. Um, we did an install in Surprise recently where um, it's actually the son of one of my football players, uh, Go CCV Colts Surprise, <laughs> another little shout out. But um, he was the son of one of my football players, and he wanted a basketball court back there, so he made that happen, and he wanted a big, large space where all the kids in the neighborhood could come and throw the football around and hang out. But again, he had an idea of what they wanted to use this space for. Now, use the professionals to design what you want, but start to identify – what do I want my backyard to be? Do I just want it to be something that I can look at and I don't ever have to touch it? Is it something you want to 
be a part of, to invest in that backyard, to where you can have family back there. So again, just kind of create an idea of what you're going to use it for. And that will kind of give the person that you contact um, the information they need to try to develop something that makes sense for you. I mean, they really are anymore outdoor living rooms, outdoor kitchen spaces. There isn't any reason your, your living footprint has to be within the confines of your building of your house we're, we're pushing outside and creating some dynamic backyard spaces yeah absolutely and it's cool because um, bell guard has come out with some very neat products um, that now allows you to transfer that space from inside to outside because typical landscape design of the past just from my personal experience has been inside open up the right, door right. outside's completely different and that's no longer the case so i've right. actually develop some friendships with some interior designers that I've done projects around to where I consult with them. We talk with them because you now want to be able to take the inside and let it carry right to the outside. So it almost seems like you'd never leave the house. You just go from one room and outside is now another room of the property. And there's some really cool products with like the Mirage products where you can really kind of match up to the indoor wood floor look and carry it outside. Um, fire pits, fireplaces, all kinds of things like that. But that seems to be the goal right now for people is to basically create another room of their house outside. Well, and the fire pits and fireplaces are great about three months out of the year. I tell you what I'm seeing a lot of people come up with are now they want a feature that they can kind of visit around. I mean, how many different water features now are we incorporating into that same environment just to kind of I mean, the, the sound of water, for one, mm -hmm. but then the refreshing water. You'd certainly generally not light a fire pit May to October, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is creating an outdoor space that you can use all year round. So in the winter, you want to be able to accomplish a space where there's fire features that you can huddle around, whether it's fire bowls, fireplaces, um, fire features of any sort. You know, uh, the Tim P job that we just talked about, there was fire features that were created, six different fire features throughout the back of the property. So no matter where you're hanging out during that hangout period, that fundraiser or what have you, there's spaces to huddle around in the winter. And there's fires coming out of gabions, fires coming out of the fire features <laughs> or the water feature and stuff like that. So, you know, creating stuff for, uh, or patios where people can buy their own heaters that they want to put out there is an option. And then during the summer, you want to be able to still have access to that yard. I mean, if it's something you're going to invest thousands and thousands of dollars in, you want to use it all year round and not just parts of the year. So now you talked about misting systems, um, coolers, different types of furniture you can use, uh, cooling systems that they now have outside yeah. to create artificial humidity or not humidity, but evaporation and, uh, and water stuff along those lines just to cool down the spaces. Foggers. I mean, Foggers. I, I, I know a guy that installed three huge evaporative coolers and ducted it all underground Amazing. to his different spaces and i mean he fires those three things up but he he lowers the ambient temperature in his backyard i don't know on, on an ideal day as much as 20 25 degrees you yeah know? it's amazing but and, uh, i'll tell you the one thing that seems to me that has made a tremendous improvement over the last 10 years is how about bringing the sound system into the backyard landscape environment? I, yeah. I think the improvements there have been huge. Yeah, and that goes along with water features too, just ambient noise. You know, uh, we started doing, we have uh, fabricators that we keep on staff. So pretty much anything that we can come up with that's steel, we can fabricate and make. So at our own home, my wife found a really cool Pinterest 
uh, fountain she wanted. We placed it right outside of a window to where when that window is open, the entire house sounds like it's raining. And it's just a simple water feature that we were able to create out of steel that looks very modern, very cool. We've got three or four water features that we created just out of our own minds that have won awards with the ALCA, uh, Landscape Contractor Association. But then also outdoor sounds. Oh, the stereo systems and the speakers. and I mean, for mm-hmm. years, you know, in Arizona, you'd step out your Arcadia sliding door. You'd have a 15 by 10 covered patio. And you would just hang the speakers right there where the patio roof met the house. (laughs) And all of your neighbors had to listen to whatever it is you chose. And, you know, we learned. Let's take the speakers out to the edges of the property and point them back towards the house. The sound is deeper. It's fuller. You can still meet on the patio and talk without being blown out by speakers that are located right over your head. And it gives you the privacy of not sharing your music choices with your neighbor or your neighbor sharing their music choices with you. I mean, it's made a dramatic difference in the outdoor sound quality that you can achieve. And it really does. I mean, music is the universal unifier. So... Whether it's or divider or divider, <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Um, depends upon what music room he's listening to. I mean, I know you're a big uh, gangster rap guy, but <laughs> um, yeah, but it's it's a big unifier. It's something that creates a very nice atmosphere in the backyard. Whether you're having a party or you're just sitting back in the backyard sipping on wine or tea or or what have you. But there's some really cool products that have come out recently. One that came out two years ago where the transformer is on the patio. You can build something to kind of hide that, a cabinet or what have you. It's all Bluetooth to your phone, and there's two speakers that on a two-acre lot, you can put one in each corner, and you can hear it clear as a bell. So there's some really neat options there as well. I especially like the fact that our back patio opens, and you can see the TV in the living room, and then the TV mounted on the back, so you can actually have two games going at the same time. Or you can move... Or you have the same game on, and you can move the Auburn fans outside on the west-facing hot part of the patio, and you Uh-oh. can have the LSU Tiger fans like inside the living room with the air conditioning. You guys realize there's a proper way to spell go, right? It's not G-E-A-U-X, right? <laughs> but I guess that's the education. Where are you from? That's the education you get at LSU, apparently. Yes, that's right. The right one? <laughs> yeah. Man, at least it's spelled correctly. At least it's spelled correctly. That's Russia. I'm going to tell you right now. That's how I learned that in school, and that's the way I'm going to teach it to my kids. Hey, just you, like that. Hey, you boys just keep putting on your crawfish deals, and we'll, we'll let you get away with it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, Mark uh, is married up. Really up, although she is a Auburn grad, and uh, I had the good War fortune. Eagle. I had the good fortune of sharing with them my LSU stadium tickets for an LSU Auburn game mm-hmm. last year, last or year. two years ago, last season. And uh, the backstory there is so she's feeling pretty good halfway through the game. LSU's down by twenty points. Auburn's totally dominating. I guess I should probably share some of these texts and posts uh-huh. I got during the first half of that oh, game. Lord. You did get pretty quiet in the, the second lo- half. Well, the long <laughs> and the short of that is LSU came back and won that game. <laughs> How miserable was it sitting in those seats? I mean, because in my seat, you're right in the heart of LSU oh, Tiger. First of all, thank you. Um, you know you've married up when you're a sports guy and your wife plans your first anniversary to go to an SEC football game. Yeah. <laughs> you married so up right when she there. said, hey, I got her anniversary planned out, and I'm going, oh, great, here comes some gaudy romantic uh, getaway, but, you know, I love her, we'll make it happen. And she goes, yeah, we're going to LSU to watch a football game. 
And I'm going, yeah, I did good. Uh, I Mark, did good. Mark Gavard of Sunburst Landscaping and Easy Turf, we certainly appreciate you coming in. We're going to break real quick, and then we'll come back and wrap up Rosie on the House. Gary, you may have lost our texture. Wow. <laughs> the guy earlier that identified old Crow Medicine show was really getting into your dire straits there. Sultan's a swing. I, I think you may have just lost him with your uh, music choice there. <laughs> well, Salvation, uh, Dire Straits just got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Old Crow's still working on it. What's sad is that fight song sounds like the actual verbiage that comes out of that region. I think I can understand the fight song being played instrumentally better than I can actual words. <laughs> I can't listen to this without my blood pressure going up. It's, it's like I can't listen to the national anthem without tearing up. You know, they, 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 just, they just both affect me the same way. I think, oh. Wait, Take wait, your hat wait, off, stand wait. up. Is, but is kickoff? Hand over the heart. Yeah. When's kickoff? But I'll tell you what, though. One of the most fun things about that trip was we're Arizona Cardinal fans. You're talking about Patrick Peterson, Kevin That's Winter, right. That's Tyron right. Matthew. Yeah, I mean, that's right. We love our LSU boys. Yeah, yeah. the Cardinals have taken a, a, a good advantage of the talent coming out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking off air just a little bit about my, how impressed I am with what the sound systems can be like in backyards anymore. It's not just two speakers hanging up under the patio. It's strategically placed great outdoor-rated speakers that can literally fill your space with just quality sound experience. But the other smart technologies that are available that I have to say I'm not familiar with, but what, what else have we got there? Yeah, that's something that we at Sunburst Landscaping got into about a year ago. Always figuring out ways, how can we be different than everybody else? Not just be cookie cutter, um, draw up a plan on site, and that's what we're going to spend your $20,000 on. So we wanted to get more creative. We came across some products, Unique Lighting, who was bought out by Toro here recently. They created a full system to where it's all operated from your phone or your iPad. So you can do a complete lighting system in your backyard with bistro strand lighting, accent lighting, you can put four different stations on it. So like in my backyard and multiple customers we've done now, it's an app on my phone. So if we're coming home from a dinner and we're all of a sudden we out of nowhere decided to have some company over, I can flip everything on before I get home and it's ready for everybody to go, welcome us to the yard or what have you. And same thing with irrigation systems. They came out with a timer and a controller where you can now operate everything from your phone. So you can sit inside and adjust your watering system because your watering system needs to be adjusted three times a year as far as how often you do it, for how long, and stuff along those lines. Or if you're out of town, you see the weather report, you got a three-day storm coming in, those rare ones that we get, you can turn it off. Romy, wouldn't that be a great application in the home Zada? I mean, folks could program in what their landscape changes should be so they would know automatically. Absolutely. The the home maintenance, digital home maintenance, we're going to have to sit down and, uh, I mean, to – Get to the level that this system can do for you what it can is incredible. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it takes home ownership into yeah. modern tech digital world of scheduling it. You can synchronize this calendar with your phone. So you get a push alert that says do your irrigation. You can put a direct open link to get yeah. the app open. Yeah. And adjust it. Well, that's I, I'm I'm late in adjusting my clock generally most of because I have to. It's it's a forty minute consumption. You're going out there reprogramming 
channel A, channel B, channel C, channel yeah. D to accommodate everything. I have it all memorized on a spreadsheet, so I yeah. know what to put it into. But how great would it be with a new clock mm. just to go to your clock and say, hey, clock, it's springtime. Here's, Boom. Here's what's cool that people <laughs> that my customers started doing. Because you have people, again, from all over the country, all over the world that live here. And they don't want to have to go to get a degree in irrigation to find out when they got to change what, clock have a big long notes, <laughs> clock programming. So they've actually taken that their login information and given it to their maintenance guy. And their maintenance guy is now responsible to log on and change their watering when it needs to be changed. And their and maintenance people are now making a little bit of extra money on managing it all wireless. From their phone. From their phone or from their home office. While they're they trimming the, the hedges at another customer's house. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. There's, That's it's what endless, it's all about. Endless opportunities. Well, Mark, we really appreciate you coming in and sharing with us about what y'all are doing to enhance sharing ideas with our listeners about what they can do to enhance their backdoor living environment. It really is. the You, you have the potential in Arizona to create that space as a true outdoor living room environment. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, just a little note for listeners. If you're not using the Rosie on the House Network, you're just flat out taking too big of a risk with your finances. Um, there's too many contractors out there that are great, some not so much. You're just taking too big of a risk, so stay inside the network. Thank you, Mark. And speaking of that network, we've we've got a perfect trifecta now. If you're looking to buy a home in Tucson, Vail, Green Valley, Sorita, Oro, Oro Valley, Marana. You need three things when you're buying a home. You need a qualified realtor, a qualified finance company, and a qualified home inspector. And we've got it down in Tucson. We have Seal of Approval, who has been doing our home inspections there for three years. Yeah. It may, may, may even be four now. And recently, Randy Hotchkiss of Hotch, Hotchkiss Financial is a Tucson native and been doing personal and uh, residential commercial lending for over 35 years. He goes back all the way to Arizona Bank, if you can remember <laughs> the Arizona Bank. That was a great bank. And now uh, Joella Kahn of Kahn Realty. So we've got the realtor, we've got the Tierra, finance. Tierra Antigua. From Joella Kahn of Tierra Antigua Realty. So we, if you are looking for a home in Tucson. Got you covered. Got the trifecta down. And if you're interested in joining the network, you can apply at rosyonthehouse.com. We'll be back next Saturday as we move into Garage Month here at Rosie on the House. And until then, man, y'all just enjoy this beautiful weather we're having. And we'll see you next Saturday.